Welcome everyone to the fifth ever episode of the Uncultured Gaming Podcast, a podcast where I force my friends to play the video games that I love and then force them to have a discussion with me about the games that I love. On today's episode, we get back to our roots and rock some fuels, drink a whole bunch all at once, do a wee bit of honk honk. I force Preston to answer our greatest question of the day so far. Again, talk about the news and industry, such as Star Wars Jedi 3 being confirmed and Sekiro hitting 10 million copies sold. But of course, we get into our first part of our next game, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. All this and more with your probably favorite uncultured gamers. back everybody welcome back to the fifth episode of the uncultured gaming podcast we went a little bit on a hiatus if you notice we, we weren't there for um september 29th if you didn't notice well we're not friends anymore so go fuck yourself we pulled an aaron Rodgers, went 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 back to our roots 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 we roosted like roosters and we're officially back to bring you this garbage content you keep ingesting for some odd reason please never leave us never leave us never let go jack never let go never let... anywho there was uh, room for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like always, I'm your uncultured host, self-proclaimed pickleball champion of the world, and your unironic daddy, daddy, of the podcast, Wilson Lester. And like always, I'm still joined by the fan favorite, the hostess with the most holes, who is always on the verge of getting fired, Preston Jacob. <laughs> the hostess with the most holes. How are we doing today? Doing good, Will. How are I'm, you? I'm doing good. You know, being a dad, like always, and everything. You look like you were about to say something while I was doing the introduction. No, I was just laughing. You, 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 you're a whole lot better at this than I am. I got humbled on the last. Uh, you did, the you did fine. You did fine. Thank you. That's, that's that's for my feedback loop. So shut up, because <laughs> yeah, I don't really give a shit how you're doing today, Preston. I want to ruck some fuels. But um, but um, but um, but um, but da 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 da. That's the ruck the fuels music. I like it. That's that, a keeper. Ooh, thank you. Well. Preston, um, with this last latest game we played, uh, Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, I um, about lost it. I about had a mental breakdown. I do this thing where I get really mad during a game, I lose. I punch my leg and rip out my leg hairs. Mm. So how do you think I felt about this game? I was wondering what that bruise was for. It's uh, big. It hurts. Mm-hmm. How do you think I felt about it? Based on the text that mm-hmm. I got, I imagine, I think you had a hard time. Yeah! Yeah! Who decided this game? We'll be transparent. I, I, we weren't I, I sure did. if we we're gonna play this damn game, and I told Preston like, "Okay, yeah, we'll give it a shot." And wow, <laughs> what a mistake that was! God, I so, played I played you like a fiddle. God, wow. with all that trouble and anxiety, I had to bring back "Ruck the Fuel" segment for the first time in what three episodes? Mm-hmm. Three, yeah, three episodes. So, in this week's version of Ruck the Fuels, I'm firing Preston much earlier in the episode. Psych! I'm just kidding. He's, he's crying. He's a little bitch. <laughs> but instead of, you know, getting through the pleasantries and everything, I'm saying, screw that. We're drinking first. Let's bring out the beers. This is where we put the gong noise. We can afford a gong. Gong? Do, do a better one. You gong. That's better. That's, that's way better. That's, that was terrible. That's not a gong. So... Okay, let's get... Are, you, are we ever going to beers? <laughs> Yeah, come on, st- you're stupid. Jeez. I'm so stupid. We'll leave that in. You literally, you brought them out. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Go get your hard hat. I'm so, I'm so, God. I'm so worked up. My beer's upside down. 
it's only been like two weeks. I and know. You already, oh I'm, man. Let's just let's crack these bad boys open. Let's bring it to the mic. All right in three, two, one. Oh, that was a, oh, that was a synchronized one. That was a good one. Let's go ahead and you know, just, let's get that first sip. Let's All get right. that first sip. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. You know, I went first last time. Will you tell me a little bit about what you're drinking today, Preston? So I'm drinking Yellowhammer Brewery, and it's uh, made in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And it's a, uh, let's see, so the description of it is, Rebellion does not conform to style inspired by German brewing tradition, but a true American hybrid. This beer blends German import malts and domestic hops for a crisp and malty lager. Mm. So what's the, I, li- what's, I like it a lot. What's the name of the beer? Because you said it's oh, from I didn't Yellowhammer see it. Brewery. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's a Rebellion Red Lager. Ah, and you like you like the Red Lager. I like too. the Red Lagers, nice. and so and I like this one a lot. Nice. So nice. I'll I'll probably give this one a nine five. Ooh, it's strong. Ooh, I think that's the second highest. I think I gave mine a nine point nine. Well, that was the beer hazy mm. beer hug. I can't remember. That's still a high, that's a good that's a good rating. You that hear that, Yellow Hammer? They should they should sponsor us. They should. Please God, I'd, free beer. Can you imagine free beer? That'd be insane. We'd never leave the house. Hell no, we'd be our own brewery. Mm-hmm. That's not how breweries work. I'm sorry to mislead everybody. Yeah, so I'll get into a little bit what I'm drinking. This is probably the most fun beer. I, I thought Hazy Beer Hug was a great one. This one's better. This one's called Bat Squatch. Like Sat Squatch, but with bats. And it's like what attracted me to this beer was just the artwork. Like I could give, okay, so a little bit background about what Bat Squatch is. It's made by Rogue Brewing. Um, but it's a hint, hazy India pale ale, 12 fluid ounces, like most normal beers. I'm trying to find, oh, I like that. I'm looking at the back of it. It tells you kind of a little bit about like the, the, the beer specs and everything. It does a little like the... Tropical citrus? Yeah. Malt. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty, I like that. Tropical and citrusy. White cheddar grilled salmon strawberry shortcake. What? That is, I don't know why that's there. I'm just trying to figure out what's the ABV. 6.7%. Okay, that's a good. For a hazy pale ale... All right, Indie Pale Ale. That's that's good. Six point seven. Like it tastes really good. I'm trying to figure out where uh, Rug Brewing is. Let me use, use my good deduction skills. Oregon, Newport, Oregon. Ah, sick. That explains the artwork. That looks nice. very um, Pacific North Northwest. Like, what do you think about the artwork, Preston? It looks like Sasquatch, but if he was a bat, like right. with the with the ears and the the fuzzy arms, Absolute, he looks good. Absolutely, that's, it's. That's um, a, that's a, that's a good looking cover. Can't judge a book by its cover, but I'll judge if this it's book. a good book. Mm. <clears throat> what do you give it? Seven point nine. Okay. I think it's, it's a good beer. It's good, but not. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's good for the for an IPA. It's not hoppy, so it's pretty good. Um, maybe I could have used a little bit more hops, but I think I think it's a great. I think it's a great beer. I think seven point nine is a very good rating, um, especially when you consider what was that one uh, from the? It's a blood orange. Yes. IPA oh, you're yeah. really disappointed yeah, that, by that. Yeah, one. yeah. Usually, blood orange you think would be like really good, but that one was like it just left me wanting more. Um, when I let let it, you know, sweat a little bit outside, it was pretty good. But you know, I was, uh, you know, can't have that. I want an all time good beer. Eight point two. I changed my mind. Eight point two. I, I, I wrecked the fuels. What you said it, but it's just only clicking. White cheddar, wild salmon, yeah, and I, strawberry shortcake. Yeah, I don't, I don't pair. Oh, you can pair. Oh. Oh, that's cool. You can pair it with white cheese, grilled salmon, and a strawberry shortcake. I've never seen a beer that... Usually beers and dessert don't go well together. Well, apparently this will with strawberry shortcake. Do you know a strawberry shortcake person? Do you know where we can get some strawberry shortcake, Preston? 
No. She quit making them, so I don't, I'm fucking god, you <laughs> bitch. I was counting on you, God. I just discovered this was good for strawberry shortcake. Now I don't know. I'll never know. Oh, do you do you have some salmon we can grill up? We do have salmon, but it's been in the freezer for like three years now. My wife says we don't have salmon. I don't it. th- it's been in there three years. It makes sense. Okay, it's it's like the same thing. Do we get? Do, get, do we throw it out? Fuck. Well, now I have to fire myself. Just kidding. That's called retiring. This is my last episode, everybody. Hope you enjoyed me yelling into your. And a good ear. one. See ya. But yeah, you know that was, that was fun. That was a fun little thirsty trap. I don't know if I, we, we, Preston's name of thirsty trap has stuck, but you know it doesn't end there, everybody. This is this is our most beer like podcast because Preston has. Stress me out. I've lost all of my hair at this point. <clears throat> so I ha- He's so stressed. I, I cannot tell you how much this game took years off my life. I like I beat I, I played this game while I was being a father, so I have no sleep. I'm worrying about my baby, and I'm stressed out because a damn video game is ruining my life. It, it it got to the point where I was so stressed out about this. I went to a game of Mario Party. And I told him I was like, if I'm on edge, it's because I was playing this game. <laughs> like, we get it. Say no more. <laughs> But a loving fan and friend of the podcast has donated some of his own homemade brewed mm. beers for us to try. Um, this was from Alec Depine. Uh, so big shout out to him for brewing some fancy beers for us and to try and hopefully finish. They're um, in big ass fucking bottles. Um, that's um, it's about twelve inches. So that's you know it's uh, outrageously big. <laughs> <laughs> it's not average. <laughs> Highly above average bottles, but, um, with a this, lot of girth. <laughs> but um, based on the description he, he sent me, it's a fresh squished IPA extract beer. Um, on the logo is like a grapefruit, so I, I have. It really didn't. I don't, I'm not sure. I know you don't really like IPAs, Preston, but um, it's not bad. I don't like them. It's just I don't prefer them. I haven't quite developed that uh, that taste. Oh uh, yeah, you have to literally, literally force yourself to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. kind of like black coffee. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I now I go back and forth. This is not a coffee podcast. Excuse me. But since this is a homebrew, I'm dubbing this the official beer of the podcast. Alec, if you're listening, we need more. Oh, we haven't even tested it yet. So yeah, we, I know. We yeah. need to test it. Oh, God. Do you think it would be mad at me if I don't give it a good rating? Uh, this is for ASMR purposes. Preston, keep talking. I said keep talking. You're, gonna do, you're just going to like stop talking? I wasn't prepared. Uh, I, I didn't have anything on the script. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know. No, no. Just, 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 we think this is NFL. There's no script. Um, hmm. I guess like instead of you know popping, popping the top. No, you keep going, keep going. Maybe we can do a clink with bottles. Oh, okay. maybe that'll be our thing. Okay, three, two, one. Woo! That's probably gonna hurt people's ears. Yeah, that was a little aggressive. You want <laughs> to do, do that again? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so sip drinking. He made this. Yeah, he made that. That is impressive, my man. That's really good. It has a lot of, like, citrus notes when you smell that it. That explains the, the grapefruit I saw in the, the picture. Okay, look at you, Alec. Look at you. You know, maybe you can quit your J-job and you just brew beer for the rest of your life. Man, you can make a candle out of that. That yeah, smells they, good. Ooh. That's our merch. Okay, so we now have official beer, and now we'll have official candle. How do you make candles? How, how about a merch with, like, a candle wick coming out of a bottle and like it no that's gonna look like a molotov can't do that oh no that's illegal that's illegal everybody <laughs> you can't do that we're not proposing anarchy or are we um but yeah so what what is your rating of the official beer of the podcast so with it not being my like acquired taste this is probably the best ipa 
I've had. Not, not that I've had a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I give it a give it an eight. Ooh, ooh! I also will give it an eight point seven. I, I like that's, it. that's a good IPA. I could drink more of this. So, Alec, wherever you are in this world, I hope you're safe. I hope you're comfortable with who you are as a person, and I hope you make me more beer. God bless you. All right. So you think that might be the end of our drinking? We have two beers open at this point, but not today, everybody. Because I'm so angry. I'm so angry. I'm hopping up in my seat right now. God, I, I, oh, I blew out the audio. Oh shit! That's gonna be gonna so bad. Off. I'm, on, I'm introducing a new drinking segment just for this episode. Why? Because our course six has changed me. I am not the same Wilson Lester you've grown to love and mostly hate. That part of me has died, and I am forever changed. A game as hard as Armored Core 6 deserves something more serious. Because of this, I'm introducing the new segment, Whiskey Business. Whiskey Business is essentially me taking a shot anytime Preston forces me to play a hard-ass game. But this will be like nice whiskeys, not the Jack Daniels bullshit. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take a shot of whiskey. I'm going to sip on whiskey. I'm gonna mix alcohols the entire time. So similar to like what we did with the beers and everything. Um, I'll whenever we do Whiskey Business, I'll just introduce what whiskey I'm drinking. Um, I'll be drinking a the Chattanooga whiskey, which is a straight bourbon whiskey. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't know shit about whiskey. I barely know anything about beer, so why the fuck would I talk about that? Anyways, <laughs> cheers. That's a solid like two finger glass. So I mean, we're I'm going to be feeling really, really, really loosey goosey by the time we get to silly goose gaming. Yes, um, it's good. I, I really like this whiskey. It's my my go to. My it's my, in my rotation. It's would you good. care if I tried some? Absolutely, go for it. Chattanooga whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey. Ninety-one proof, forty-five percent alcohol. So this might have a little bit of a. It's, little it's got a little bit of a bite. bite, yeah. Uh, mine, mine's a little bit watered down with the ice I put in it. If you think I'm a wussy for that, fuck you. I let me enjoy my life the way I, I want to. Get chilled. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just on edge right now because I have three beers, two beers to drink, and a whiskey at this point. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, see, that's what I'm telling you. Um, this is easy, like nine for me. It's like oh, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, I just didn't feel like buying a brand new whiskey to try, <laughs> but it makes me excited for when you we play the harder games. All right, we're back again. <laughs> we're early into this episode. I, I didn't start a timer, so I don't really know where the fuck we're at with this shit. Um, anywho, <laughs> so now we got. <laughs> but um, you know that was wreck the fuels and. Tipsy Trap, all in one, one little package. Buy, uh, buy one, get one free um, for you listeners out there who go to Publix and whatnot. So let's get into the pleasantry talk. <laughs> you fancy people. That yeah, I really identified our like our audience. <laughs> but now we're getting to, uh, I'm, I'm renaming the pleasantry talk, and now I'm going full in on the geese. This is the honk honk. Honk honk. Can you believe it? Press is doing the noises. <laughs> Yay! I just banged on the table. Fucking idiot. Um... So, Preston, obviously, like, besides, you know, doing, uh, playing Armory Core 6 and everything, what else have you been playing these days? So, uh, as you know, I've been very excited for Lies of P to come out, and it finally came out, and it has been consuming my life for the mm-hmm. past uh, week, mm-hmm. um, and I am loving it. Yep. It yep. is, it is, I, I had, like, I had kept my expectations low, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a Souls-like, and, yep. you know, the genre doesn't usually capture me quite as well as the FromSoft, mm-hmm. but this game is the most polished, well put together Souls-like I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I am loving it. 
and I'm at the final boss right now. So, I'm going to level with you. I've always hated you because you, you, you put two Souls-like games on my on the list. I, too, have been playing Liza P, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. It is, like, it got to a point one day where I played it all day because, you know, paternity leave is fucking mm-hmm. awesome and everything. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, fuck, am I addicted to video games? Because I just played all day, and, like, when I, would, when I would lose to a boss, I would put it down, and I would just kind of sit there and think, what if I did this? What if I did? So how dare you mm-hmm. for making me enjoy this game, you bastard! It will, it'll ruin you. It's ah uh, yeah, it'll ruin you. I love. I'm a uh, uh, what's the what's the fucking phrase called? It's a uh, glutton for punishment at this mm-hmm. point. Like I die. I've died so many times, but I don't care. It's just no, like I keep going back for more. It's not a big deal when it's, you die. And you just you kind of all right. What did I do? Wrong? What what can I do better this time? Okay, well. He's actually, you know, he, I did pretty good when I used this weapon. And, oh, let me look, go look at my equipment, make sure I got all the right things, and then you go up. It's, See, it's, good. it's satisfying when you finally get past that hard part. That's much more sophisticated way of talking about it than mine. Mine is like, oh, I die. Let me keep doing the same damn thing I've done, you know, which mm-hmm. is the definition of madness or crazy. Yes. Or, yeah, I'm a psychopath, some would yes. say. I'm excited to, for our next podcast it's gonna we be, can uh, talk, talk more about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because I remember when we were first talking about it, when we were going through Armor Core 6, I told him, like, I'm gonna need a break. Um, I can't do. I can't do two like hard games back to back. You know, fuck that, Wilson. What a little bitch boy he was. We're going all in next episode. Go ahead and say it right now. No, not not the next episode, but the next game we play is Liza P. And I am so excited to talk about it because me and Preston like we haven't talked about details, but we thought about the story and everything. But we know we, we offer a community support for our Liza Liza P uh, playthrough. Because it's uh it is uh it's hard it's um uh, it's not it, it's gonna be weird I'm not as stressed out as I was with our record six which is funny I'll get more into that later later but enough about that it's been a minute since we last talked about the last podcast episode so mm-hmm. I think we should definitely get into a little bit of feedback loop okay. so Preston uh, do you have any uh, feedback for us from the latest episode from the latest episode so I did. Get some feedback from a friend of mine who yeah. listened to the. Uh, I don't think he listened to the Edith Finch uh, episode, but fuck his opinion. No, <laughs> it, it's very much. I, I love. I love the feedback. So he wanted to see us kind of go through all the different consoles, and I think he wanted to see us or like like wanted to hear about some retro games, yeah. or like kind of going through everything, kind of establishing that baseline. Which we're getting into. Yeah, we'll we're, get, get, we're getting there. We we'll got there, Linda. We'll Linda, get there. Hold on to your britches. I don't think he listened to the first episode, but we also kind of rocked the fuels. We kind of we kind of do it. Yeah, we we still have that list, but at the same time, it's like you know we have the list, and we're going to get to it when we get to it. Yes, yes. Kind of thing, and I think um, retro games are on the list, yes. but there's just so many games coming out right now. Yes, good God, it's uh. So once we hit like you know maybe I don't know February. I was about to say once we hit like in terms of what our list is, once we hit December. Then we kind of like it's a little bit more open. Like we can like kind of shift some things around because yeah. you know Spider-Man's coming out in October. Um, that's gonna have my attention. Right. Absolutely, I, I, I'm super excited for that one. Much like you were for Eliza P. Right. But I think that's, I think it's a good idea, um, especially when we consider like when we get to a year of this podcast and everything, where we kind of do like my idea was like to do a reevaluation um, and kind of make make a new list. But then we learned that the list doesn't work. So you know maybe this is a dumb idea that I'm speaking now into existence. So that's my feedback for myself. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. It took a long time to say that. It took a long time. How does that make you feel? I'm the psychologist, not <laughs> you. How dare you? And why has it taken so long for you to come to figure this out for yourself? It's not your fault. It's not your See, fault. See, I goodwill hunting you before you <laughs> goodwill hunting me. 
Bastard. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I know it's not my fault. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's a great that's a great idea. Um totally into the idea of um you know if we if we had obviously we, we both have switches and we have PS5s and everything. I would like to get an Xbox, but the um here's the, here's one issue with getting an Xbox. There's no good games on the Xbox right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you, what, y'all getting for Game Pass? Yeah, I'm good. I'll just get on my PC. God. That's true. Most games that are on the uh, Xbox, I can play on my, my laptop. Yeah. And, like, um, I mean, yeah, it's their Starfield. But once again, we can play it on the laptop. But also, like, uh, I'm not really interested in Starfield. It looks it looks fun. I, like, uh, I hope people who are playing it just enjoy it because I know it's people for who are into Bethesda games. I'm not a big Bethesda guy. That's probably like blasphemy in the video game world. But I don't nah. care, they fat fuck. Uh, I played I played Skyrim and yeah. I, but I was never able to get into the Fallout games. I know people have a strong opinion same, on that. Same, yeah. But like I played, I think you said you don't really didn't really play Skyrim, no. but I played like you know Skyrim is is that game where it's like. I really want to play Skyrim, mm-hmm. and you boot it up, and then twenty hours into it, you're like, I don't want to play Skyrim anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that because um, as an adult, like when I was younger, like I loved open world games because I, right. I like you know, your imagination runs rampant, and then the world has beaten me down to where I am no longer creative nor have an imagination. So I just have to go go through my nine to five every single day and think about what I want to play later. I don't want to have to make other options. I want a linear store play, story. Everybody, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> He kind of he kind of looked off into the distance and had a little blaze in his eye while he was saying that. That's he a, really really let his yeah. feelings come out there. How much are I charging you for this session? Thank you. It's it's actually quite. A, it's about two fifty an hour. Does my insurance cover this? No, I'm out of I'm out of network. Anywho, <laughs> um, I don't have much feedback from our lace episode. Other than um, if you listened to the last episode, you probably noticed that it was a little abrupt ending. Um, hands up, that was probably on me because I we were I mean, recording recorded for a while and I wrote the outro and then I, I had a baby to take care of. So if you're getting mad at me, um, I'm using, I'm pulling the baby card right now. Um, suck it, you're you're a bastard. I'm the daddy of this podcast. That's all I have to say about it. You, you, ne- you never have to apologize for yeah. something like that. Thank you, it's okay. thank you. You hear it's that, okay. listeners? You're the bastard, not me. But yeah, no, it's like no, it's. I, I'm mindful that, like you know, is it took a little bit longer. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot, lot shorter than it was. Well, the episode episodes. is also like an hour and a half. Yeah, but a good hour and a half. A yeah. good hour. Because that's my other feedback. Preston you did a great job hosting it. Thanks, man. I had a hard time looking back and actually re-listening to it. It's, it's, it's hard <laughs> to listen to your own voice. I I also uh, gained a greater appreciation for what you do putting these uh, the, these podcasts together. It, I took, it took a lot more work than I thought it did. It's not so easy now, is no, it, Linda? It yeah. No, it's because I load myself up with caffeine and throw myself into work and then also drink during this podcast to make myself feel a little it, bit better. So that that's why I'm just happy to j- just show up and listen to <laughs> Okay, well, you're doing the next five episodes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right, so I think that's plenty of feedback for right now. Um, what we need to really get into right now, everybody. Uh. Moving on. <laughs> Note for, from Future Wilson, um, what's this say? You're most likely tipsy at this point. Two beers and a shot? You're a bitch. God, I'm so mean. Anywho, you should definitely go ahead and do <laughs> question of the day before this goes completely off the rails. I think we've kind of gotten off the rails at this point. Don't you? It's, it's fine. Yeah, anywho... Um, we're bringing back the noise from question of the day because it wasn't in there last time because we had our headphones in and everything. I, oh, had, I, had, I had to make... Yeah, exactly. Mm. So let's go ahead and spin the wheel. 
What game do you regret buying? Ooh. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. Shit, man. <sighs> Whenever I... I pre-ordered. That was the last game I said I was. I pre-ordered it because oh, I, I was a dummy, and so I just I got into the hype, and I played it, and it was hot garbage. Whenever I played it, and yeah. I was like, I regret everything about this. But apparently, it's gotten better. There's a latest mm. patch. There's like a 2.0 patch that came out. Oh yeah, no, like they they put a lot of work into that game, so it's mm. actually like playable. <laughs> yeah, it's actually playable. But uh, that, that's the game. I, been bitten by another one before, but I can't think of it. But that's the most recent one. Since then, I do a lot more research about what yeah. games I'm going to buy, or I play a trial or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they're bringing back demos now because now it's like it really does make like make the decision easier. Like that that's the reason why I went in on Final Fantasy 16. I played the demo, really enjoyed it, so I wanted to get the game. You know, I, I was about to say Cyberpunk 2077 because I like Preston. I, I got discounted, like, instead of paying the full 70, 60, I, th- I think I got for PS4, so it would have been 60. I got it for $30 oh. instead. So I was like, ah, I don't really regret it. I, I, I've been trying to get back into it. I'm just not a big open world guy. But I think the one game I, it's, it's this is a hot ass take. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. I slightly regret buying Elden Ring. That's fair. Just because uh, it, you know, that was my first like Souls-like game. Other, I don't count Star Wars, um, Jedi. Was it? That's no, not Jedi. I guess Jedi Survivor. Right. Uh, what was that? Was that the Fallen Order? The, Fallen Order. That's what. Yeah. And uh, that made me think, oh, I can do Soulsborne. But like, I get an Eldering. I was like, I this is, it's not for me. It's not because it was too hard. It was just there's so much in it, and exploring it was just like I. I got to the point where I was like, I was high, I was I had a high level, I could explore all this stuff. I was like, I didn't know what to do, and I was just like, I haven't really picked it up since. My friend Matt has been harassing me mm-hmm. every time he comes to visit. Like, you're gonna play Elden Ring in front of me. I was like, Sir, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want to play this right now. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I, no, he's been he's been a good coach, is what all I'm trying to say. And um, maybe, I, I'll flex a little bit uh, as someone who's platinum the game. It's okay. You platinum? I did. Oh my god. So it's you okay if, if you don't like it. It's How do you okay. have time? Oh my god! It was a while ago. But it was last year. It was a while ago. Well, once it, when, once you get is you can get you can platinum it with three runs, and once you get, I think back then you had a um, there was one spell that was just completely broken, mm-hmm. and I just abused the shit out of that. Uh, uh. So, but however, what I'm saying is that if that souls like is not. Or is that if that Souls game is not for you? Mm-hmm. That's okay. There's there's others. Yeah. <laughs> there's others. Don't oh, worry. There, no. Don't worry. There's others. Oh man. But um, you know, like there's probably other games I've I've also regretted in the meantime. Um, but I can't think of any. Like I thought of The Witcher, but I, was like, I didn't really give The Witcher a try. I also got it for five dollars. So that's fair. Yeah, it's, I, you kind of consider like with the price and and then like the actual content that you play in it. Um, well, this was a fun and fun and all and we, we sure did learn something today uh that the power of friendship and sharing experience is a fun lifelong endeavor absolute <laughs> fucking not you weenie all i've learned that i'm ready to gossip and talk shit enough stalling daddy is warmed up <laughs> daddy is warmed up let's get into the gossip hour Woo! <laughs> um Preston, I'd like to apologize to you and say that you know the your your title from the last episode, the two hot takes from WAP, 
Um, it, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. Well, I know what what means for us, Will and Preston. Um, I can't have our younger audience think it's the other thing. This is a family program, and I will not stand for that level of smut. We still tolerate smut, <laughs> just not that kind of smut. But enough about tolerable levels of smut. Let's get into some new stories. Allie, what are you reading? <laughs> Smut. It's smut. It's smut. All wives listen to smut. That's going to be a t-shirt one day. I'll read smut. What did I say? You said listen. Oh, they're probably audiobooks. Do you listen to audiobooks? Not yet. This is what she said. Anyways, that's going to be a t-shirt. All wives read smut. That's actually a great idea. That's definitely applicable. Merch idea. Applicable in my household. But, um, you know, let's talk about some news. Usually applicable. (laughs) I doubt any of this is getting picked up. I love it. What you got for us today in terms of the news? Uh, I got kind of a short one. Um, so uh, Sekiro surpassed 10 million copies. Woo! My, my man. It's one, I think it's one of FromSoft's best games. But mm-hmm. that was kind of a segue into, we said we were done talking about Liza P, but I'm <laughs> curious about something. So when it comes to uh, Liza P, it's kind of a combination between... Uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro. Mm-hmm. So Bloodborne being how it's kind of creepy and moody, yes. and there's kind of you kind of progress. And you have normal enemies at the beginning, but then they kind of mutate as you go through. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, yes. Then you have Sekiro, who's is uh, very much more about deflecting and parries and strategic about that. Yes. So my question to you, you know, we'll we'll get into the Liza P in the next episode, but what about Liza P are you liking right now? Do you like kind of the moody and the creepy, or do you like kind of the deflection and the different weapons? Man, and- that's a that's a tough that's a tough take. Because I, I I've enjoyed like the creepy aspect, but I'm also a big fat weenie and hate the creepy aspect. Um, not to give away spoilers, but the one section I just went through was tight corridors and full of mutant zombie like things, and I got through that very fast. There's optional areas in that, and I was like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. But I also like the combat. I really, really enjoy the combat in mm-hmm. um, Liza P, which is very surprising. So, I mean, I, Bloodborne, I've heard, is like one of the best PS4 games ever created. So, you know, I'm so into that. And I've been wanting to get into it, but I haven't, you know, been too afraid at this point. But now I think, like, no, I'm ready. My body is ready to be hurt again. <laughs> ready to be hurt. Yeah. Uh, and But Sekiro, like, that's also a game I've been wanting to play. And, you know, oh, well, look at that. It's on our fucking list. Great, great fucking job, everybody. I like the combat a lot, and I, and I go back and forth. I think like the combat in Liza P outweighs the creepiness. I love the story associated with it. I think it's a great twist mm-hmm. on Pinocchio and all that kind of jazz. But I think it's just the idea of the combat and how like once you get it, once it clicks for you, it clicks. It, it just it just clicks, and it's like it's so enjoyable. I'm messing around with it, so I feel like Sekiro will probably be my next game. Mm-hmm. So Sekiro, you have the same weapon the entire time. That's kind of what I was uh, getting like at. Yeah. So you have the same katana, and you Sick. have you upgrade a, in a skill tree, yeah. and you get stronger and stronger. But there's no like perk. There's no, like you don't level up vitality. You don't yeah. level up. Like when you beat uh, a boss, you you get more vitality, and then when you um you when you get a certain when you get enough experience, you, you have a perk tree basically. But okay. So it's not. It's different, right? Yeah. So it's different. I'm in. So, um, but with that one, also the parry window in Sekiro is much more forgiving. Oh, God, yeah, Liza P is like, oh, when, when it hits, though, like in Liza P, Shing. and it's like, ooh, I'm about to break your bitch-ass weapon, yeah. stagger the hell out of you. Probably, if you've never played a Souls-like game, 
yeah, you can't be a part of our group. Yeah. I'm going to be part of the, that community. That Ooh. Yeah. You can start calling yourself a, a Souls you. veteran. Yeah. From something veteran. That's the whiskey talking. That's right. I yeah, no, that's a, that's a huge deal, I think, for Sekiro. I mean, especially like when you consider how long it's been out and when the how long the PS4 has been out. Especially, um, I contributed to the sales. I got it um, when it was on sale because you mm-hmm. know, Daddy doesn't want to pay for sixty dollars for a fucking video game anymore. That's right. I'll pay seventy dollars because I'm a little bitch. But anywho, not uh, sixty. No, oh, no, but I paid fifty percent. It was like thirty dollars for a second. That's not too bad. But so I, I feel I, I I helped with this new story. All that to say is, and uh, I'm you know, looking forward to Sekiro and whatnot. Uh, unfortunately, I'm saying that now. I, th- I think I think that's a good. good I have a I have a guide for YouTube. Yeah, I remember the guide, Preston. I remember the guide. It was two episodes ago, but I remember the guide. Uh, anyways, I have some news for us as well. Um, this comes from IGN. Um, I'm reading it. Um, Preston's news story was a very good one as well, but I wanted to get, let everyone know where I get my news sources from. Did you get yours from Destructoid? Yes. Okay, good. I love Destructoid.com. It's such a yes. good website. Please sponsor us. Um, but my new story is from IGN. Cal Kestis, actor in the process of making Star Wars Jedi 3. This comes from Wesley Yinpool. Uh, but the third game in the Star Wars Jedi series is in the work. That's, you know, Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, yada, yada, yada. The actor behind its protagonist has confirmed it that the third one is in the make. Uh, Respawn Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order launched in 2019 to critical and commercial acclaim. With more than 20 million players and over 10 million copies sold, it spawned a sequel, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which launched back in April 2023, which also me and Preston have mentioned that is our personal game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, will it win game of the year? We have, in December, we'll find out. Um, the series stars young Jedi Knight Cal Kestis, who fights against the Galactic Empire in a story set in the years after Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Uh, speaking during the Star Wars Jedi Game Series panel at the Ocala Comic Con 2023 on September 16th and captured in a video published to YouTube, Cal Kestis actor Cameron Monaghan discussed the unannounced project. Uh, basically, he said, we're working on the third. We're in the process of doing it right now. It's a big, That's a big undertaking, and there has been some conversations so far. Hopefully, when all things are set and done, we'll be able to go in and make something really cool for you guys again. Now... Seeing why they progress from Fallen Order to Jedi Survivor, this game is going to be, it's going to fucking hit. Yes. I, 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 people really liked Fallen Order. I think I was talking to my friend Matt, you know, bringing it up again, and my, my Elden Ring coach. You know, he liked Fallen Order more, but I was like, ah, you know what? This is where I didn't. He liked it more? He liked it more. Yeah, story-wise, story-wise. Story. Which I, I can agree to a certain extent. I disagree. Oh, see, that's for another day. If we ever, do, if we ever touch on it. But um, I, I, I still think Jedi Survivor is better. Um, I, I love the gameplay because just where it starts you and the story is really good. Uh, I just thought it was a very well-rounded package and everything. Um, so I'm very excited about this news. I, I'm I'm ready for the next game in the series and everything, mm-hmm. especially when it leaves you on a cliffhanger. Spoiler. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say is that it leaves you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So like you kind of knew that they were gonna do a, a third one. So with mm-hmm. it being a leak, it's not that much of a leak. It's like you knew they were gonna. Is it a leak when he announces it at Comic Con? <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, suck at Microsoft. So, uh, yeah, they left it on a. But I like the story of the two. I was, I was hooked. I, I wasn't think, expecting that twist. Well, I, I knew was, something was going to happen. What I think was really good about the second one was the fact it wasn't like, you know, the first one was all about the Empire and yada yada yada, making sure like no, we do this thing to help fight the Empire. This one was kind of like separate. It's like its own little Star Wars story where it didn't really include. It did include major Star Wars characters, but. It, it's it kind of straight away from that typical like Star Wars like main narrative, and right? Which was like it, it's a nice change of pace and it's doing its own thing. I which, mean, you did fight Darth Vader. Spoiler. 
That was, that was the worst fight. That worst in terms it of rough. it was the hardest. Um, Ali can contest to it that I was I frustrated as shit during the yeah. fight. Do you remember that? When I fought Darth Vader. Sure. Do you remember how excited I was after I beat him? Yeah. She doesn't remember. She's just playing for the podcast. I love you, baby. Mwah. Anywho, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my that's pretty much it on Star Wars. I'm very excited for it. I'm glad it's in the works already, and they're working on it. Uh, Preston, do you have anything else that you want to discuss with us today? Mm, no, I think that's it. Okay, well, I have one more story for us all. Let's do it. All right, everybody, cancel your Pornhub and Brazzers accounts <laughs> because all Baldur Gate three uncensored romances have been captured, and they add up to up to two full. Hours. That's My right. Gosh. You don't want to watch real porn. You can watch video game porn. It is <laughs> disgusting. I've watched it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I've watched it. No, in the article from IGN, <laughs> I've watched all two <laughs> hours. Here's my review. IGN has the full two hours in it. So if you look up the title, that which I just said, it'll be in the description as well for this podcast episode. That's the video. I saw it was a really fun thing. It's like. Who took the time to go and do all this? Oh, <laughs> the internet did. God, of course the internet did. I just, it just cracked me. I was like, no, we need to add that in. You know, a little, little fun, pick me up and everything. My favorite part was when they uh, had sex with a bear. <laughs> that's, I see that's like, <laughs> you laugh at that, but everyone on Twitter was like, when they heard that, it's like, God damn it, you son of a bitch. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I can't follow up any news story after that. There are some other ones uh, that I think are worth mentioning. That I think you as listeners can listen, uh, look into. One being the um, the SAG AFTRA. Uh, let me look at the actual title. The SAG AFTRA votes for strike approval for, for video game performers. So there's been the writer strike, which has been resolved at this point, which is great. But then there's the actor strike, which is still going on, and potentially the video game actors strike. You may think like, oh, phew, who cares? This will be like, if this actually hits, which I hope it doesn't hit. Um, that's going to suck for video games. It's going to that's it's. it's and, and like you, you think like you're like the Last of Us TV show, Stranger Things season five, Euphoria, um, the newest season of American Horror Story. All that's been delayed. Oh, right. and everything. Yeah, so it's like you know this could happen to video games, and we're having a stellar year of video games and everything. Right. Um, it's just like you know, is this something we should care about? And we you know support the video game actors. You now you give them the money that they they earn because it's like you know fucking raking in a shit ton of money. It's like billion dollar. Um, Enterprise. Enterprise is probably the right word. I don't know. Oh, anyway, yeah, I, I just want to mention that. So, you know, do your own reading, uh, look into that. It's very important to talk about that. But what's more important is that all Baldur's Gate 3 uncensored romance scenes have been captured and they add up to two full hours. You can find that on IGN. We sampled it a little bit. It's very, oof, oh, very graphic. It's very graphic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, cancel your Pornhub and browsers. <laughs> Anywho. With all that being said, enough talk about this aristocrat talk. I'm tired of hearing about the 1% and these stupid corporations. Let's make it like our friend Raven and shift our focus to assembling a good game with a segment called Silly Goose Gaming. Silly Goose Gaming. And you may be thinking from last episode that, what are you talking about? Preston called it Funky Monkey. Well, if you really listen to the fucking episode, Deborah, <laughs> I put a Twitter poll up on X. Which is ironic to call it Twitter poll. An X poll. XXX poll. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Dirty girl over there. Mm. Anywho. But um, Preston called it Funky Monkey last game. So I said, you know, we'll put it on Twitter. You know, we'll vote. We'll actually have an actual vote of either Silly Goose Gaming or Funky Monkey. So the four options were uh, Silly Goose Gaming, 
Funky Monkey, I Don't Care, but Silly Goose Gaming, and Show Me the Results. Um, of those, Silly Goose Gaming got the majority of the votes of three. Only three people voted for it. Why aren't you people following our, our Twitter? It's in the it's in the episode description. Why aren't you following us? I made my wife follow us. She didn't even know it. I said, hey, you're following us on Twitter now. She goes, what? I have a Twitter? What? Yeah, I made her account. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But, um, paying for paying for views, and, man. I, and I totally voted for Silly Goose Gaming. Um, you know, Preston didn't vote for it at all. It shows, it shows he, that he doesn't look into his fucking social media. Called out. Did you vote? Did you vote? No. Yeah, always vote. Register to vote, everybody. Anywho, but the world chose Silly Goose Gaming. Uh, even though it was one vote of the three, there's still two people who voted for Silly Goose Gaming. And so, if you're upset about this, much like I imagine Preston is, um, tough shitty. Um, see so you next election. Always use your right to vote. Don't be a little bitch. Um, but regardless of the name, it's time we get to the first part of Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Now, why are we doing two parts? Um, one being, you no, know, it's a very it's a very hard game. It's uh, kind of long. It's supposed to be 20 hours. Um, I think that 20 hours is a fucking lie. Because it took me 40 hours to beat the damn game. <laughs> why? Because I spent 20 hours on the first fucking chapter. Um, but also, like, there's also been other games where we wanted to play. I know Preston's mentioned talking about uh, Destiny 2 and everything to me off off mic and everything also we've been playing lines of p so you know it takes a lot of our time and we're trying to make sure we're up to date and make sure we can roll these episodes out and everything but um yeah no we like i said it's hard i had to play a game in between this and, and lies p um called donut county i meant to i meant to mention that earlier that's how i, I, I mellowed myself out a little bit of eye bleach yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but like i said you know it's gonna be a two-parter it's our first two-parter um so we'll see how it goes but anywho um, let's get into Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Let's do it. And like always, it's very important to cite your sources whenever we're giving you summaries. So I took this directly from Wikipedia. Um, if you are if you haven't donated to Wikipedia, you're like the rest of America and the world. I haven't donated to Wikipedia. Say, have you done it? <laughs> they keep making it through, so it's okay. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. It's a third-person mech-based shooter game um, set in the future where humanity has de- developed an interstellar civ- civilization. It's hard to read when you've been drinking a lot. I know. Anywho. Mm. Take a sip, sip. Mm-mm. Shit, don't, don't say Oh, it's, oh, it's coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. That's some ASMR right like there. <laughs> but on the frontier planet of Rubicon 3, a substance called coral was discovered that could be used as both an energy source and a data conduit. Coral was hailed as the key to humanity's technological advancement, but instead it caused a cataclysmic event known as the Fires of Ibis which engulfed the planet and the surrounding star system in flames and left behind a lethal contaminant. All coral in existence was thought to have been consumed by the disaster. 50 years later, however, signs of the coral are once again detected on Rubicon 3. Corporations flocked to exploit the planet and control the coral, heedless of the cost and harm to the inhabitants. I haven't touched it. I- I'm sorry, everybody. We- there's been a development with Preston's beer. It started foaming out of nowhere. It's foaming up like a, is, uh, uh, a foam insulation. Yeah, that is. Uh, we were leaving that in there. Anywho, <laughs> this description. Um, corporations have been flocking to exploit the planet and control the coral, heedless of the cost and uh, harm to the inhabitants and, merc- and mercenaries, followed to profit from the conflict as well. The player is an augmented human designated C4621, who is in servitude to an infamous handler named Walter and fights as an armored core pilot on the promise of earning a new life by taking on mercenary jobs. After illegally landing on Rubicon 3, C4621 steals the license of a deceased mercenary and assumes her call sign, Raven. Raven. 
Now, the biggest component of Armor Core 6 is the mech-based combat where players can customize their mech to fit their gaming style or to best their enemies in the game, uh, to beat their enemies in the game. That, was, that sounded really fucking nerdy when I, the way I just said it. Why is this beer foaming? <laughs> Anywho, um, the game also allows players opportunities to earn more parts for their mech by completing missions and arena battles throughout the game. Arena's been really fucking fun. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that part. For sure. Um, but with Armor Core 6, it was developed by From Software and published by Bandai Namco. Does that sound familiar? It should, because Bandai Namco and From Software were the developers and publishers of 2022's Game of the Year, Elden Ring, uh, as based on the Game Awards. Not I think it was probably DICE's Game of the Year as well. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I, look it up, internet. Not my problem. Uh, but more about From Software. From Soft was founded in 1986 as a business software company, but later developed their first video game back in 1994. This was a good move on their end as they found success to which it spiraled into what we have today in their second game ever developed being the first Armored Core game in 1997. With a range of different games, FromSoft had a breakout success for their evil Souls-like games that made me lose what little hair I had left. But more on Armored Core 6, this game was released across multiple platforms from the PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, Series X and S, as well as PC. Currently, Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon has a Metacritic score of A6 and an Open Critic score of 85, so generally a pretty good game. Unfortunately, we don't know if Armor Core 6 has won anything because it was literally released like a month ago at this mm -hmm. point. But there's still time. Instead, we do have some fun, 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 kind of fun facts about the game. Uh, Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon has sold 1.3 million copies on Steam alone, making it the highest selling game in the Armor Core series. Notice how it said Steam alone. That's not including PS5, right. uh, PS4, Xbox, and the Xboxes and everything. So it provides probably a big ass, big ass number. It's the highest um, selling game of the Armored Core series. Well, in Armored Core, the last Armored Core came out in like long ago, the night like nineteen ninety seven or something. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, but like to bring that you know full circle and everything, the game developed. The game began development back in 2016. It was announced later in uh, 2022. Uh, okay, it was in development for a while. So the, the I feel like they released an Armor Core game during the PS3 era. I yes, could, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, PS4. We didn't see anything of that. I'm sure we would have seen it, but we didn't. No, I think yeah, I think that sounds right. PS3 because yeah. I I never really played any Armored Core before this. No. I was just more over like overly curious about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. But additionally, the game has multiple endings, uh, which is really determined towards the end of the game. Which one will you choose, Internet? I chose one. Yeah, I didn't mean to, but it happens. <laughs> but additionally, Armored Core 6 was directed by... I'm going to butcher it. I don't know why I put this name in here, because I'm just going to butcher it. Masaru Yamayura, who was the lead designer for Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, so this is the bastard I have to blame for my high blood pressure right now and my drinking habits. But anywho... <laughs> Now for the actual first part of the story. So let's get into that synopsis and everything. We're, we're going to start with the very beginning, which is like the very first mission where you're introduced to, like, obviously who 621 is, Walter Handler and everything. And um, you're introduced to Rubicon 3. 3. 3. 3. 3. Got a little southern twang on that one. Gee, that IPA hitting will tell you what. <laughs> but the augmented mercenaries C461 is smuggled onto Rubicon with the assistance of assistance of their boss handler walter not walter handler like i just said fuck uh, upon landing on rubicon c461 steals the call sign of a deceased mercenary called raven 
With this new identity, Raven inserts himself into a war raging on Rubicon's surface between the mega corporations. So, in that first mission, I'll be honest with you, Preston. This is what determined whether or not we were going to do this episode. Mm-hmm. For, for me, especially. Right. So, it's a very introduction, like, tutorial game. It's very simple. Like, oh, shoot, this mech. Shoot. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Um, and you kind of go around trying to find, like, different call signs. And you find out each one is, like, expired or it's about to expire. So, it's kind of a waste of time and everything. Until you find the Raven call sign. So, it's like, oh, we got fucking years. We won't be here for that long. And before I get into it, before I get into the thing that was a bane of my existence for another, a total of two hours... What was your first impressions of Armor Core 6? It took me a minute to kind of get a hold of everything because you kind of have to use the left and right um, mm-hmm. triggers, like like kind of getting used to Because like, like I said, I've never played any of this before. So kind of getting used to that. But I had seen some reviews on it, so I kind of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. But first impressions were strong. I liked it. I was, like I just said, like this was a big, like make or break for me i was i was unsure like because like you said the controls are very interesting because like the shoulder buttons played a huge thing into it um and then the gameplay it was like it, it wasn't smooth at first for me it was kind of like it was clunky yeah. yeah yeah and then um the difficulty wasn't there at first at first in the first beginning first half of the beginning yeah they, they kind of lead you into a false sense of security yeah. where you're just you're just annihilating everybody it's yeah like, i am a god <laughs> and then you get to that like well i was mentioning earlier when you get to the you get your call sign of being raven and everything and then out of fucking nowhere from the Planetary Control Academy or A, wherever, Association, the PCA, not Pacific Coast Academy from Zoe 101, the helicopter from hell, from hell, Preston, this was the worst intro level to a game I've ever played because it was so damn hard. I literally, like, Allie was sitting on the couch with me. She was saying, like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I am struggling right now. I am pissed. And then I beat him. Easy as that is. It's yeah, because when you figure out big thing about like Armor Core Six is like figuring out the loadout. Obviously, in the beginning, you don't have a loadout, but I didn't realize I had a sword. And once you've realized how you can use that sword, then like mm-hmm. the game was like, I was like, oh fuck, it clicks. I'm, I'm good. I can I can beat this boss now. And you lose you in that false sense of confidence that this game's easy that you can fucking handle this shit. Mm-mm. No. What do you think about the helicopter from Hell, Preston? <clears throat> beat him in two tries. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I, I was proud of myself. I was going to let Preston lead this, but no, I, I beat this game. So I'm going to lead it. I haven't beat it yet. Yeah, I beat Preston and beat this game. But I'm just like, it took me so many tries. Allie, how many tries did it take me? At least. For the, the first boss in Armor Core 6. The helicopter. At least. At, least, at a minimum. Okay, 100 a little uh, overemphasis. I'm tired. You know, I was going to... At damn. least. At least one. Anywho. Mm-hmm. But also, I had I had a little bit of an unfair event because I saw like in a review of like Armored Core. This you episode, bitch! It, it said it said well you know it took me a long time to get the first boss until I realized oh you should use your uh, sword. So I said oh, okay I'll use my sword. I just accidentally hit the like the R two button and it didn't. I was like oh oh, oh I have this and it takes out how much health? Because the first thing you just have like a, a semi automatic gun a semi automatic gun and it does not do anything. I was like. How does anyone play this game? I, I literally was like, I was sitting there, I was like, I'm gonna tell Preston we can't play this game because I cannot beat this motherfucker. Uh, I, I'm literally like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being very animated behind the mic. Everybody is, is been so. His hat is going more and more backwards. Bullshit from that moment. 
But anywho, you beat the helicopter and, and Walter Handler, or Handler Walter, is like, oh, congratulations. You know, you can fucking start getting mercenary jobs. You're a raven. Raven, isn't it right? 621. But um, what's your impression of Walter at this point? He's, he seems trustworthy. He's, he's He seems good. I haven't beat it, but, you know, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a man that, you know, you're, you have a contract and, yeah. I mean, I, his voice is very comforting. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say comforting. He <laughs> seems like, I was like, I'm your daddy, you're my bitch, like, get to work, Like honey. I said, comforting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And so, after we beat the helicopter and everything, you kind of get into, you get thrusted into chapter one. You got a little description about what chapter one is, like the all-encompassing description Description of description of chapter one of chapter one's description. Um, Balin Industries and Archibus Corp, the anti corporation Rubicon Lubicon front. Anti corporation Rubicon Liberation Front or RLF and the Planetary Closure Administration, PCA, oh, not Pacific Coast Academy like I thought I said it was earlier, who are all racing to find or protect the coral. Um, you're introduced to them and whatnot, uh, but during numerous battles, Raven ends up befriending um, V4 Rusty, an elite Armor Corps pilot working for the Archibus Corporation, and Cinder Carla, leader of the RAD and engineering company. That's actually in Chapter 2. This is a terrible uh, description of Chapter 1. Anywho, they occasionally provide assistance directly or through comms. In addition, after being caught in a coral surge, Raven makes contact with an entity named Airy. Airy? Airy, who can speak directly to his mind. But, you know, the biggest thing about Chapter 1, it's primarily the biggest focus on being introduced to, like, the different factions and everything, like I just mentioned. Right. As well as all, all the major characters. Like, you got Gun 1 Michigan and everything, who's a fucking military asshole and everything. Right. And you got V4 Rusty, who's kind of like you're your buddy-buddy throughout and everything. I will say the story in Armored Core 6 is not necessarily the highlight. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it's a very, like, it's kind of, it's a straightforward story. There's really not much to it. To lay it out for everybody, like, the way Armored Core 6 is layered is just a bunch of missions, like a bunch of different levels. Like, you know, kind of like old school and everything where you just kind of play a level and go to the next level and right. so on and so forth. There's a lot of different nuances or really details associated with each mission, it's kind of hard to keep up with. It's all the biggest thing you need to know is that with chapter one, so you're Merc, and you're taking jobs from both Archibus and Balaam to attack each other. <laughs> I mean, and, it's kind of it's kind of like kind of like Mario Kart. Like you just kind of yeah. go through. It's like all right, here's where we're going next. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just you just kind of all right. Let's let's go. And it's like and like you, like they give you a mission briefing and everything, but it's kind of like ah, uh, I'm just gonna shoot stuff. I. Like you tell me what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget it. So you point you point me to the next direction. That's where I'm going to shoot and everything. Well, they, uh, you know, with especially like I mean later on, but like you'll have one mission where all right, we got to go take out this this uh, this guy, mm-hmm. and then on the next mission, all right, well that guy that we were just uh, trying to attack, he's now the contractor, and so now we're working for him. Yeah, and it's just like it's like oh okay, okay. So it's just kind of like oh, it's like you don't really have like you go where the money is. Yeah, but yeah. You, you can make that argument. It's just I think story is secondary. Yeah, but I think like, but there's still like there's still some story with it and everything. Like the whole intro is just like. You taking these merc jobs, you kind of getting yourself well yeah. established. Yeah. Biggest, I think, like well, there's two major turning points within this chapter. One is when you actually climb the wall. Um, that's a yeah. That was the first like long ass chapter, uh, long ass mission, not, not chapter, long ass mission within chapter one. 
I say it's long because at some point midway through you have to resupply and everything. Yeah. But that's when you get introduced to before Rusty. But it's this whole like thing where you're helping the Archivist group take the wall from the Liberation Front, I believe. And it's it's pretty good. It's pretty straightforward. You know, just you know, kill all those loser rebels and everything. You know, and go where the money is. And you take on uh, this big old boss, which is kind of like a big old drill and everything. And Rusty kind of helps you for half of it. And he's like, oh wait, I'm need somewhere else. I'll go do this. I'm like. All right, man. Cool. I'll go just you. I was doing this by myself. I thought we were friends, but apparently we're not. But yeah, I'm um, looking at my questions right now. So, were there any like nope. levels or missions from chapter one that are, like, kind of stood out to you? For chapter one, is that the wall? It's the wall. It includes the wall. Yeah. So the the, <laughs> the wall I liked the uh, no wait the wall is that the one where you have like the you kind of go attack that big thing with the multiple legs and you got to go take that out is that my thing in the right thing? i think so oh yes I, I i think so i'm thinking of an ac i know you had the wall where you fight we fight with all rusty and all yeah. the big crew and you take out some guys and they dip out yeah i'm trying to think if this is the the final if the final oh line. no not that not that one not that one that's the very end of the chapter i think very end of the chapter. Yeah. okay yeah. so I'll, I'll save that but yeah i liked um where you kind of go through uh, you're you're with your you with your homies and you kind of take out everybody and they're like oh you're actually pretty good at this <laughs> I didn't freaking need you I could take this out on my own um, so then they dip out and you're like all right well fuck you yeah. so so with that you know with the your friends saying like oh you're you can do this and everything what do you think of the actual like level progression for this game like like it, it, it kind of for me it felt like you know you kind of go from it's like easy. Like you kind of like going through the motion and going through mission to mission. How did you feel about the level of progression? Chapter it, it felt it, like you say it kind of builds you into a false sense of security. Yeah, they do a good job of making you feel like you're really good yeah. at this. Yeah, and then they will push your shit in real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you tell me about pushing your shit, shit in. <laughs> Let me tell you how much it pushed my shit in. <laughs> Basically, looking to the conclusion of chapter one. Walter Handler or Handler Walter, whoever you want to call him by, he tells you, like, you need to go to this watch point. You need to take it out and everything. It's got a massive coral deposit. I don't think he mentions that. There's a massive coral deposit. I mentioned it uh, yeah. earlier somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You kind of go through. It's kind of a hard level at the beginning because you have, like, these sentries to kind of shoot these big-ass layers at you. Take yeah. a huge chunk of your health and everything. You got rockets coming at you. And once you kind of do it, like, you know, ten times, you go, like, okay, I need to go this way and go that way. We get the second part, go that way. But then you get into... That first mini sub boss with Sulla, which took me a while, mm-hmm. took me a, a hard time, because he's like, so Sulla is like an armor core who's similar to six two one. He was associated with uh, Handler Walter and everything, but he kind of like did he went off did his own thing, does independent mercenary kind of stuff. Ah, yeah. And he's kind of guarding the watch point or the watchtower, and he's you know you you fight him, so he prevents you from destroying it and everything. It's a tough boss, tough 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 ass boss battle. And everything you kind of lures into that false sense of confidence that you're like, oh, okay, this mission is done. So if when if you're lucky, you kill him, and you go into the watch point, you destroy you destroy tower and whatever. Yes. But as it's happening, there's so the game the level hasn't ended yet. So basically, coral emerges from this, and it's very it's like not disruptive. It's eruptive is probably the best word. Especially it sets off towards this massive coral explosion. And if you're wondering like, what is the equivalent to a massive coral explosion? Uh, nuclear bomb. That's that's the equivalent into what it does, and I think the longer term effects is bigger because when you look in future levels, the sky is a different color and everything. Mm. That's but that's when you like when you make when you destroy the the watch point and 
you get engulfed in all that coral surgeons. And that's when you're introduced to Ayer, or Ayri. Ayri. And she's like this, she's just this voice in your head. You're going crazy at this point. And she's like, oh. I thought we were going full-blown crazy at this point. Full-blown crazy. And she's there to kind of like help you or kind of narrate through. So like along with Handler Walter, you have this voice in your head. It leads you to the final boss of this chapter. The bane of my existence. The thing that made me think I could never beat this fucking game. I am so mad about this boss, everybody. It's like, I don't remember what the name is. I think it's called AC Anomaly. It's this thing that flies in. Mm. It has a shield. It has a damn shield. So my initial loadout was just like, I just have the guns. I was like, nothing, nothing. It did nothing. His shield was, I just got obliterated 10 times. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to go and change my loadout. At this point, I didn't buy any weapons. I had my same thing. So if I had to go and grind for more weapons, it means I had to quit the level. You know what happens when you had to quit the level? Then you got to go back and I had to do it. You know how many times I did that? You know how many times I did that, Linda? Five times. Five times that I quit that level, went back, grinded, got more weapons, and went back. For a loadout, I didn't know I needed. This is why I'm, like, that's why I'm taking charge of this. This is why I have a bad drinking habit. This is why my wife is... Anywho, back to... Back to Armor Core 6 and that, that last boss in Chapter 1. This was the boss that made me think, I'm not going to beat this game. I literally thought, like, I was not going to get past this. It was so hard. I had to look up YouTube videos on how to beat it. Mm-hmm. And before I get into how I beat it, because I beat the game, I want to know what your impressions of that final boss were. That boss was a bitch. Yeah, the capital itch. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So for that one, it was it was hard because you had to destroy his bubble of defense yes. before you could actually even do any damage yes and your damage phase was incredibly short and so like you had very small window to actually do damage and so i kind of did like kind of a brute force like i tried to put on as much of the stagger or like like attack the bubble as best i could mm. and i had a hard time with him and he definitely took me probably at least 10 i don't know it took 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 a long time for me Times to mm-hmm. ten, mm-hmm. ten fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me put in context here. It took me three days. <laughs> it took me three days. It wasn't fun. I hated it. Terrible time. It was the worst. Well, he, he was he was a bitch, and I and I definitely rage quitted a couple times because like it's like this is bullshit. Like Good I don't. God, yes. I can't do damage. I don't know how to do damage. <laughs> and then, like he would just like and there was stuff like I don't know how to dodge this. I don't. He would it, have like rockets come out yes. at every freaking angle. I'm like I have no idea yes. how to dodge this without taking damage. Yes. Like and so I was like so I don't know blaze toward him. No, that didn't work. Uh, just just dodge and hope is about the only thing I could. Uh, come up with so the one thing I learned from my, my playthrough of Armor Core 6 one you need to change your loadout you can't do the same thing throughout and everything the good thing is that you can change your loadout at a, like if you die you can change your yeah. loadout without restarting the mission which is uh, very helpful if you have the weapons already or if you're like me you haven't bought them yet so you have to quit the level and then go buy them yourself because you're right. a fucking idiot anyway. you can sell them back for the same price that you bought them for yes but then I learned right. that you need those weapons later on so ah gotcha but I'm uh, spoiler because you haven't beat the game yet. But with that, that one was kind of like my coming of age story. This is where I, if I could beat this, if I could beat this, everything would click for me, and eventually did. It like I, I had to look up YouTube videos of how to beat this boss, mm-hmm. and the, the way they described it is like you have this DPS race. I don't know what DPS means. I think it means damage per second. You Ooh. are correct. Oh, oh shoot, player! Look at me go. <laughs> so it, it, 
when they explained it to me, I kind of tried to copy their loadout. It was kind of hard. And then I looked at, like, I learned, like, these major, like, uh, what was it? Uh, IGN, like, these major news outlets. And they give you, like, these walkthrough videos. Stupid ass builds. It's, it just is not easy. It does not make the boss fight easier. I discovered, though, with the right loadout. So, first off, you have to, like, these pulse guns to take out the shield. And you have to have a pretty good shoulder weapons, which is the laser cans. That's why I use I had dual pulse guns and dual laser laser guns. Nice. But what made the difference for me was having tank legs. So tank legs, are, you essentially, you can keep moving and fire the shoulder buttons without having to stop. And not, not only that, it gives you a lot of health. As soon as I put on the legs... Game changer. Game changer. I, 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 one try. One try with the tank legs. And I was like... Oh, I'm big dumb dumb, and now this makes the I, the game so much easier at that point. So I thought. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, I beat the I beat the boss. That's what that's what matters the most. Um, three three days. Three days, and I beat him. Like, so <laughs> on the third day, he has risen. <laughs> he beat him. But it, what what happened was it was like uh, you know I'm on paternity leave and everything, and then I discovered like oh I can get away with playing games. During the morning, because baby's still asleep. After we, you know, fed him and changed him and everything, wife's asleep. So I go out and I have like three hours. And I'm like, okay, let me play this in the morning. I figure out my loadout and I go and play. And I just let out the quietest, let's go, let's go. I was is the most hyped I've ever been for a boss because I've never struggled like that in my life, especially at nine in the morning. <laughs> Good God, man! It was like six in the morning. <laughs> Six. You've been awake for three hours. And My six goodness, yes. That's <laughs> this is what this game's done to me. This is what it's done to me, President. That's why I drink so damn much. I'm gonna finish this IPA that Al gave me. Okay, so after you beat the essentially the the, the, the AC anomaly, the the boss battle from fucking hell. That was the worst. But like I said, that was the moment it clicked for me. Mm-hmm. It was like I can do this game. I I, I can beat this game. If I, I, I the amount of effort I put into that one boss battle. I know what I need to do going forward. It just won't be that bad. Right. So, following the conclusion of Chapter 1, you kind of go through a quick few missions to close out Chapter 2. Literally three missions, I believe. Yeah. The primary emphasis is that in the wake of the Coral Surge, which Raven kind of experiences, Walter detects Coral converging in the central ice field, suggesting a massive deposit is hidden there. And it kind of left to the whole thing. Like, how the hell are you going to get over there? Because one, you're not supposed to be there. Two, you kind of have to figure out how to launch yourself. There's no airplanes for mechs and everything. And mech is like, how big would you say a mech is? Uh, at least ten feet tall, I would say. That's good. That's good. But yes, that's that's not. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> I mean, at least as big as you. Uh, yeah. Once again, you're not <laughs> wrong about that. But in order to get to that central ice field, Raven has to launch him, themselves over using a cargo launcher. But the facility that has the launcher is being held by RAD, a.k.a. Cinder Carlos Faction. Um, after some navigating your way through the facility and helping Carla, you then reach the launcher to head over to the ice field. But obviously there's a lot of details associated with mm-hmm. that. This is a very quick chapter, which can be wrapped up in. You get to the facility. It's occupied by RAD. You fight RAD. You get your way to Carla. And she's like, oh, I'm impressed by you. You're really cool. I'm like... Why is there sexual tension here, ma'am? I don't understand this. But then, like, the next... I am a machine. <laughs> but it's just like, I'll help you. It's like, I don't care. I'm just trying to get to the, the ice field. It's like, you need to take out these coyotes. I'm like, animals? Like, no, it's the faction group who are high off corals. Like, they're doing drugs? I'm oh, so confused. I, 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 I'm part of the D.A.R.E. project. I'm not going to let them do drugs. 
So you go and take out that group, which is very quick. It's just kind of like a search and destroy. Right. So first, very quick two missions and everything. And then you get to the final mission of that chapter. Like I said, three. It's a very quick chapter where you fight the sea spider. Now, the sea spider is exactly what it sounds like. It's a, it's a mech that looks like a spider. Um, so if you have arachnophobia, this is hell for you. This is absolute hell. But if you're Preston, this is also hell for you because it kind of gave him a lot more trouble it did. than it gave me. So Preston, talk about your experience. <laughs> oh my god, I had so much trouble with this guy. I don't know what it was. Like I just had a lot of trouble. It took me like a couple days of like kind of like trying. Like I tried a couple times. I'm like, oh god, I can't do this. And the biggest thing that gave me a hard time was like that big old like big old fang attack that he would do like, yeah and it would just wipe me out which i learned you had to do like dodge forward dodge forward the route i went with was uh really uh doubling down on the quadra legs and you just stay oh, up so like that's the combination of which the quad legs is what i kind of decided i liked a lot interesting um right. especially there there was a uh uh backtracking a little bit there's a little there's a mission where you had to uh kind of climb a series of like this big old like um like the, machine that yeah. was kind of walking across the desert oh shoot yeah i didn't even mention that yeah. yeah and so that that one was when i was like all right i like the quad legs because like you, with the quad legs you can kind of sit there and hover with very little stamina uh oh okay um uh like hit and so whenever i went there with like the the bipod legs like you had to jump 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 and like every time i would use the bipod legs i would just sitting there at the bottom just like asking a mommy for uppies like uppies. <laughs> <laughs> asking mommy for uppies so i was like i can't get up there oh my god please get me up there so i used the the quad legs and it made, made my life a lot easier so Wait, that's like that's exactly like I didn't. I've never bought. I never bought the quad legs. Um, mainly because the t- tank legs. Like I said, going back to the DPS race, that's you're essentially doing the same thing for the sea spider. And what helps is having that tank legs because for me it gave me a lot of health. It gave me that you know that safety blanket. Like okay, I can get really fucked up, but I can I have a lot of health to back up on. And I think I beat that in like six tries. Only because after the fourth try, I'm like. All right, fuck this. I'm gonna look at YouTube and see right. what's available. And I saw the letter. I was like, hmm, I don't have that weapon, but I have the other one that's equivalent to it. I don't want to go back and quit this level. Let me try this loadout. And doing that was probably the best advice I could have ever given myself because I beat it after that one try. And I was like, nice. And that's when I knew I was better pressing at this game. You are. Yeah, I, I, I would totally give you that. Yeah, but it um, wasn't. I, 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 like I said, I beat this game. Not out of pure enjoyment, out of pure spite. Spite. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of hatred in the in, like the text that I was getting. Oh god! <laughs> like this scene's a bitch. <laughs> I hate it. I hate you, and I hate this. So then, fast forwarding back to the sea spider. The sea spider is what made me look up builds. I like to kind of go into game or like these games as blind as I can until I can't. Yeah. And this was the one where I was like, all right, I need to look up a build. And the build that I looked up was the quad legs, which is the one I was kind of already favoring. 
and then you have dual songbirds. The songbirds were the ones that were on the Interesting. back. Interesting, okay. That one's like, doom, doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, those are good, those are good. I use those later. And I like those a lot, Yeah. and I had that one on my right shoulder, and then I had like a vertical weapon on the left, but then I switched that out to dual songbirds. Yeah. But my initial issue that I was having was that I was literally running out of ammo. Like yeah. on that one, like I would get to his second phase and like I would run run out of songbird and then I only had like the Your weak ass, the like, weak yeah. weapons. And I had no way to do DPS. Yeah. And so I did that and I went to the songbirds and you just, and I got him two tries with that the new sick. loadout. And nice. so loadout makes a huge difference. Yeah. This is where like, it's literally it's, it's me too. Like, you know, we keep talking about like false sense of confidence um, with my build, I stuck with that throughout the game. Right. It was only rarely where I switched. Like I was mainly tank legs, but then I switched to bi bimodal, like you know, two, little two right. legs. Um, it was very rare that I would switch my loadout. But like the two laser cannons, and I had a rocket launcher, and I had the laser rifle, and those are my go my go to. I would do like rocket launcher and laser rifle at the same time, and then the two laser cannons at the same time as well. And that's like, I was able to knock it down. And then I, I like, damn, Milo, you didn't play the game. You don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but essentially, like, doing that was kind of like my go to, not only for that boss, but for the rest of the game, which we'll get into in the next episode of how, like, my loadout was, like, just primarily dependent on the tank legs and being able to move and shoot without having to stop. I don't know if that's how it was for quad legs. Could you keep moving with quad legs? When you fire the dual songbirds, because I'm curious about that. No, you don't. You stop. Shit, dude. I'm... But when you're hovering, like you kind of sit there and hover, because like you like like yeah. I said, you can sit there like you boost up, yeah, and you hover, and it has very little. It still does like your your stamina does not replenish, yeah. but it has a very little effect on. Right. So you like can kind of sit there and hover over his little fang attack, and but so like you're kind of sitting there not moving very fast whenever you're hovering. So then you. Doom, doom, but then, mm. if you're doing it while you're on the ground, you do you do pause. Okay, yeah. I just like with mine, it was just, like a way for me to like stay on the move because I was very like the fast action pace like playthrough essentially. Like I, I, I like playing that way where I could like keep moving as long as I can keep doing damage and everything. That's how I like, approached every single mission. Like as long as I keep doing this, it'll be fine. I mean, switch a, like a, a weapon. That's fine. I don't care. It's whatever. As long as I can keep doing damage as fast as possible with right. little minimal load time between each shot. So the 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 thing with the sea spider was that you really you just needed to get to a stagger phase as quick as possible. Yes. And so explosives. So for this for him, explosives was his weakness. Yes. And so using the dual songbirds, he would just get into a stagger phase incredibly quickly. Yeah. And then you could follow up with the sword attack. Oh, ooh, and Which you, is what did most damage. You saw with sword. Okay, so yeah, like, I tried doing the sword, especially like for that first one, the AC Anomaly, which I, I had a nickname, or a bitch from hell. Um, I tried using the sword, because everyone recommended that, but it would not work for me until I tried you know, doing the dual laser cannons and dual, like, bubble shield. I don't know. Yeah, bubble shield. Yeah, no, like, it's, the, the, the sword did not work for me. It worked for me in one mission... Not the helicopter one, but later on. But um, it's just, uh, yeah, sword wasn't sword wasn't my move. It's fine. I, I was comfortable with what I was doing. But yeah, the sea spider, yeah, it was a bitch. It was a mm -hmm. bitch, but like not a big bitch for me. It was a big bitch for you, not for me. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I see. Yeah. I, I flexed earlier, so I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Get- <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but um, essentially, after you beat the C Spire, I mean, we we bitched enough about the C Spire right. at that point. Um, you get access to the cargo launcher, and the cargo launcher launches literally launches you across the planet to the uh, central ice fields. And it's really funny because Carl's like, you know, usually you only use it for cargo. No one really gets in the the cargo launcher themselves. I'm like, I wonder why. And you go into like a three tier phase, like like almost like a rocket going to space and everything, where like each thing kind of like deshells and gets you to the central ice fields. But that's part one. Of that our... is part one. We are we are winding down. Give a little soft close. Ooh, no, soft what? close. So that way we don't abruptly end. Ooh, but before we abruptly end. <laughs> yes. Um, usually we give a, a rating at the end of like each episode. Yes. But I just like you know I don't really we can't do a rating because right. we haven't beaten the game yet. What is your impression thus far of the game? I'm glad I tried it. I'm trying it. It's. Um, so it's by FromSoft, so just because you like FromSoft games, it doesn't necessarily correlate mm-hmm. to liking Armored Core. Absolutely. If you like these mech-type build uh, games, then yes, you'll love, you'll love this. I do enjoy playing with the build. I did get slightly overwhelmed by the amount of options yeah. that you have. So it's not a DNF for me by any means. But it's just a game that I just put on pause while we are playing other games. But I yeah. will return to it. Yeah. And I think like it, my, my my impression thus far is like okay, it's a hard game, but it's a uh, it's rewarding at the end. Like um, it, it's it's very it's been very frustrating. It was very obviously with my the amount of drinking I've had for this podcast, <laughs> it's very frustrating for me. But it was a uh, I it, at this point I was like I can do this I can beat this game like Preston said it's not D, it wasn't DNF for me I was like I'm I'm gonna see this through and like I had the confidence at this point to beat the game. So but, is this is this your gateway drug? This was absolutely my gateway drug. This made me believe I could beat Liza P. I took a long time to start Liza P because like I don't want to start this game because it's gonna make me like stressed out. I want to play video games to relax. And now I'm like I'm hooked on crystal meth. <laughs> I mean, Liza P. Ruin you. Crystal meth is a reoccurring drug on this podcast. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. But just the once, just the once, absolutely. And just like that, friends, family, countrymen, the Roman Empire. Did you know that men think about the Roman Empire like once a week? I think about it every day. But another episode has come and gone and passed. We hope you enjoyed the first part of our discussion of Armor Core Six: The Fires of Rubicon. Are you frustrated we didn't go through the whole game? Oh, people go wah wah. Get over it. This is how I felt playing the damn game. Frustrated, but I came out alive with a higher blood pressure. Go touch grass. You could do the same thing as me. Love you. Kiss, kiss. But winding down, I'll give you a heads up on what we'll be talking about next. It's Armor Core. It's, armor, it's more Armor Core. It never ends. Welcome to hell. It says insert evil laugh like That's That'd be the worst laugh to hear when you're dead would yes. you want to hear that for the rest of your life Tee-hee. you doing it anybody maybe james earl jones that'd be okay that's that's kind of that's kind of pleasant i would fall asleep to yeah. that absolutely but um you know along with that please be sure to show your support for the pod uh, follow us on X and Instagram. You can find our handles in the episode description or just 
you know, harass our individual accounts. I'm not giving them away. It's a little scavenger hunt for you. You know, I might respond with hate. Preston might not respond at all because I don't think he, he looks at Twitter given that he didn't respond to the Twitter poll. <laughs> I'm bad about social media. I'm not on any social media. Well, that's the most healthiest thing I've ever heard you say in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and like always, please be sure to follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star review if you haven't already. Even if it's just like, you know, just give us a review at all. Um, right now we're saying a nice 5.0. But give us a little more stats on our social media. Uh, Preston, I'm pretty proud about this on X. We have 23 followers. Nice. Half of them are like cam girls. We're hot. I know. It's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, Instagram? I don't know how much we have on Instagram. I haven't looked at that. Oh, do you want to give them our uh, email if they want to reach uh, out directly? What's, what's, what's our email? I don't remember right now. Uh, stalling. I don't have my phone. Was it like... It's like Uncultured Game, Game Pod. Pod. I will put it in the description. You can find it in the description. If you have any like feedback for us, uh, submit it via email or don't. I don't really give a shit. You just, you know... Fuck you. Why are you emailing me? Email me something fun. Like, give me a chain thread email saying, if you don't respond to this in five minutes, you're going to have, like, poops for the rest of your life. Well, this got weird really fast. Uh, anywho, we really hope you enjoyed this uh, final episode and everything. But with that, good night, sweet listeners. We hope your day is great, as it is trashy. XOXO, Gossip Gamers. Mwah! Mwah!